What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Speaking of Missing Persons, and welcome to the new listeners. Before we get started on today's episode, a little bit of business. We have two other shows, Speaking of Murders and Unsolved Mayhem. Make sure you're going and checking those out. And if you would like to support the show, there's a few ways you can do it. Share the show with somebody. Something else you can do is leave us five stars. Leave us a review. That really helps us out, pushes us up the chart. So more people can see us and hear these stories. And if you want to go a step beyond all that, we do have a Patreon. That's linked in the show notes and episode notes. Also, all of that stuff said, Sarah's going to be telling our story today. And who are we talking about? We are talking about a guy named Chance Engelbert. Okay. So he was described as a cowboy by every sense of the word. He did rodeo in high school, even getting a scholarship to go to college. From rodeo? From rodeo. I didn't know you could do that. Um, he went to school to study welding and diesel mechanics. Nice. And, like, this starts out in Cheyenne, Wyoming. All right. After finishing school, he married a girl named Bailey in 2018, and they quickly had a kid together. His name was Banks. Chance's disappearance is, like, shrouded in mystery. Everything that happened started the weekend of July 4th, 2019, when the couple went to... Jeering, Nebraska, I think is how you say it. They went to visit Bailey's family for the holiday weekend. On July 6th, Chance went to play golf with some of her family members while Bailey stayed back at her grandparents with the baby. During this golf outing, Chance became pissed with someone in her family. Don't know who in her family. But this was a mostly guy's trip. So one of the men in her family pissed him off. So he had just recently gotten laid off from a coal mining company and was about to start a new job at a propane company, but it paid less money. Someone in her family was making comments about, like, how are you going to support Bailey and your son on less money. Okay. Like questioning him about his choices. Like it was his fault that he got laid off. Right. Once the argument or comments were made. Chance called Bailey to come pick him up. From wherever they were golfing. He wanted her to drive him back to Wyoming right then. He was that pissed off. 
but she drove them back to her grandparents' house instead, which made Chance even more mad. He decided to go for a walk to cool off, which Bailey said he did sometimes. Chance was not just going to cool off, though. He wanted to find a ride back to Wyoming. Now, they lived in Moore, Moorhead, Moore, Moorcroft. Moorcroft, Wyoming, which was like a pretty much four-hour drive, like three hours and some change from where they were in Nebraska. According to some sources, Bailey went looking for Chance when he had walked out of view, but she couldn't find him. At 7.46 p.m., she talked to him on the phone, and he told her he was walking south, which would make no sense. No, not if he's trying to go northwest. Right. Oh, almost due north? Yeah. But later, his friend, Matt Miller, said Chance told him he was walking north. Chance called Matt, who was like his best friend and the best man at his wedding, and asked him if he could drive the four hours from where they lived in Moorcroft, Wyoming, to pick him up. I mean, that doesn't sound like illogical. Matt told Chance he was in the middle of a 4th of July party at his house, but to give him five or ten minutes and he would try to find him a ride. And he told Chance, if I can't find someone to pick you up, then I'll shut down my party and I'll come get you myself. What a friend. Matt said Chance sounded very upset and he just wanted to get out of Nebraska as quickly as possible. This was the last time Matt spoke to Chance. His family, including his mom Dawn, called his phone repeatedly but got no answer. At 7.50 p.m., He is seen on camera walking through jeering. He was looking down at his phone. Then he took a 90 degree turn to the left like he was following a map. At 9 p.m., a very heavy storm rolled through jeering. And at 9.08 p.m., while the storm was going on, Chance's aunt received a text message from his phone. All it was was a grumpy face emoji along with, like, confusing mess of letters and numbers. Okay. When she tried to call his phone again, it went straight to voicemail. This was the last time anyone has gotten anything from his phone. Bailey reported him missing when he still had not returned by the next morning and a full-scale search with 18 different agencies and hundreds of people came out to search jeering for Chance. Oh, wow. They used drones, a canine unit, a dive teams to search the nearby rivers and lakes in the area, but they found nothing. It was a theory pretty early on that Maybe he had fallen into one of these bodies of water during the storm because he was seen on another surveillance video at 10 p.m. in an area where the river was. Well, if he fell into a river, he's 
probably long gone. Right. Especially right at the end of a storm or in the middle of a storm. People believed this was just a tragic accident due to, like, the elevation of the water at the time. But others like his family and Matt do not believe this at all. Matt said Chance was born for that kind of weather, and there was no way it would have taken him that easily. He also said that the two of them had been hunting together for years leading up to Chance's disappearance, and that Chance could cover country even in bad weather. He had given Chance the nickname Mountain Goat Man because of his, like, ability to get through terrain and things while they were hunting. Matt believes there are people that know what happened to his friend. Chance going missing divided his family and friends from Bailey and her family. I bet. According to interviews with Dawn... Bailey has not let her or anyone else in Chance's family see Banks since Chance went missing. That sounds sketchy as fuck. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Dawn said Bailey sent her a text message that said she wants nothing to do with her and she blames her for everything that happened with Chance. How was it his mom's fault? I don't, I guess because he got angry and stormed off. What did she do? It sounded like, you know, Bailey's family that caused the anger. I mean, her family seems to be the one that's sketchy here. Matt said in an interview that he would love to sit down with Bailey for an hour and ask what really happened to that night. Because they don't believe her. At this point, I don't believe her. Yeah, but personally, my opinion, I don't believe her. Now, that being said, there are two sides to every story, okay? And even though Bailey does not give a lot of interviews, she has said that there are a lot of false accusations and information going around about her and her family, even saying that they have received death threats, and that's why she doesn't talk about it publicly. She says Chance's disappearance was absolutely devastating and that she has continued to work with the police and help in any way she can. She said she went to look for him several times that night, and the last time she spoke with him, he hung up on her. Police agree that Bailey and her family have been cooperative from the beginning, and all her family members have been interviewed, given lie detector tests, and had their property searched. Now, the results of the lie detector tests have not been made public, so don't know, like, It doesn't really matter anyway. Something that makes his family question things is that Bailey pretty quickly got a lawyer after he went missing. But the lead detective on the case, Brian Eads, says that even though she has gotten a lawyer, she answers every question they've asked her. But I don't don't understand why you would immediately get a lawyer, though. I don't know if it was just because she thought his family was going to come after her. Even then, wait and see? Don't know. Wouldn't that be like a wait and see type of situation? Mm, Not necessarily. If she has any indication that people are going to try and blame her for the disappearance, it's it's a smart move. It's a smart move, yeah. It's not really her I'm blaming. 
Well, no, but I'm saying if, if I if were like in her, f- her shoes and Sam went missing and I had any indication people were going to look at me and say, you did this, I'd have a lawyer pretty fun quick, too. I mean, yeah, I can see both sides ass. of it. I can see it's kind of one of those things that it's a smart thing to do, but it also makes you look guilty even when you're not. Yeah. Detective Eads believes it's sad that the families can't come together during this sad time. Chance's family is still searching for him. They have no intention on giving up. Just a couple of weeks ago, actually, on his birthday, I think it was December 6th, his grandmother upped the reward for information leading to finding him to she added two hundred thousand dollars to the Holy reward damn. and they had already raised like almost twenty thousand dollars so there's like a two hundred and twenty thousand dollar reward but there's stipulations with it not only does it have to lead to finding him but if it turns out it was a homicide this person has to be willing to testify in court. Oh, damn. I mean, though, wouldn't it be worth that? Yeah. Yeah. This reward will last for a year. So it's good until December 6, 2023. In October of 2021, a human arm was found near the North Platte River in Scotts Bluff, Nebraska which is not very far from where he went missing. Police thought it could belong to Chance, but DNA testing was unsuccessful. I guess because of decay to this arm. The arm was sent to another lab where the results are still pending. Okay. Currently, though, police don't believe that this arm belongs to Chance. Because a piece of fabric found with it does not match what he was wearing. It does match that of another missing guy in the same area. Apparently, there's quite a few missing people in this area. Oh, boy. And they're all men. Sounds Weird. like a serial killer. Um, That's the first place you jump to? <laughs> Must be a serial killer. I mean, do you not? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> I mean, could be. Or it could just be because of the terrain. That's, yeah. A lot of uh, men, I would... like hunting, yeah. things like that. I'm just saying, all men, women hunt too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't disagree with you. Maybe I'm we're just, just not crazy enough to like do the things they're willing to do. I don't know. I just, I don't think... Uh, it's anything other than circumstance that a lot of men would go missing in a rough terrain type of area. Yeah. I don't know. Sierra Killer seems to fit. <laughs> I mean, could be. Could be either one. It cannot be ruled out whether this arm belongs to Chance, though, until they get the results back. And as we know, this is not like television. It could take a long time. Detective Eads stated there are currently no persons of interest in this case, but they continue to receive tips. They investigate them all. There's no evidence of foul play, but they also can't rule it out. Months after he disappeared, 
a tip came from a woman that said she saw Chance at a Walmart in Casper, Wyoming. Police looked into this, watching over six hours of video footage from the store, but they found no evidence Chance was there. And his family doesn't think he would just abandon his wife and kids. And not speak to anyone? No, especially since he was actively trying to find a way back to his house. Right. At the time of his disappearance, he was medium build, 5'9", with brown hair and hazel eyes. He was last seen wearing a short sleeve button-up Wrangler shirt, Wrangler blue jeans, roper boots, and a black and white trucker hat. If you have any information about Chance, you can call the Jeering Police Department at 308-436-5088. Well, dang. All right. I think he s- s- either got a ride and something bad happened to him, like he hitchhiked and something bad happened to him, or they're right and he fell into the water during the storm. Yeah. I mean, but he, he wasn't into in, a river. But he wasn't intoxicated is why I'm like, why would he be walking close enough to a river to fall into it? That's the only thing that makes that weird to me. That or potentially some kind of flash flood. Yeah. They don't say anything about a flash flood. Yeah, you would Just think that, that it was a bad lightning thunderstorm. Mm. All right. Well, if you enjoyed today's episode, let us know. If you know any information, make sure you call that number that Sarah provided in the episode. And uh, does anyone have any final thoughts? Nope. All right. We will see y'all back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.